Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Yeah, dude, I'm waving arms. We're feeling good. Happy Monday. My dudes, as our friend Anthony Keen likes to say, you are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter, on Instagram. That guy to my left is. They call him the king of L.A., and by they, I mean us inside this office. That is Doug McCain, DMAC underscore L.A., star of, of film and screen, and uh, some nightmares. Doug, how you much. doing, You're my t- guy? I'm doing, I'm doing better than great. Dodgers 7-0 last week, an eight-game winning streak. They won 12 of the last 13. We are rolling in Dodger Blue. We, yes. Rolling, I'm one of the guys. Rolling, rolling. I say we. I'm a part of the squad. Yeah. Dodgers are playing great. Could not, they could not do it without Doug, and we couldn't do it without you guys, uh, or something like that. You know, it's your guys' show. We're just hosting it. But on today's show, we're talking about the Dodgers. We're talking about uh, we're bringing back as we usually do when it's not trade deadline season. Three up, three down. Three things we like. Three things we are concerned about with this team. We want to know what you guys, uh, you know, are worried about with this team. We're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, the. Uh, the the Korean signing from uh, um, uh, Jung because you, you you did the, this is the guy this is the expert these days when it comes to uh, talking about Hin Sak Jun or however you say it, it was terrible um, and we got there's a month and a half till postseason you got to talk about postseason rotations whole bunch of stuff and hey were the Dodgers taking advantage of some bad teams over this winning streak we'll address that a little later in the show. Got to remind you at the top of the show, guys, we have a giveaway going on right now. We are trying to get our YouTube channel to 70,000 subscribers and to celebrate that once we get there. There it is. I'm trying to figure out how to point to it. You guys can win a real delicious, authentic Mookie Betts jersey. It has the number on the front, so it's real. You know it's good. It's not one of those fake ones you get from you know the Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet. All you literally got to do subscribe to our youtube channel we are going to pick a winner a winner at random with one of those randomizers you get on the internet machine and uh we'll 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 talk to you we'll email you we'll figure out how to get you the stuff we'll get it here so you can see it on the show first and then we're going to send it to you uh if you're local maybe doug will drive it by your house but <laughs> seventy thousand subscribers it, it's done great we did this a, what we launched this a week ago it was two weeks ago it's going so great so we appreciate the the folks that have subscribed and um hopefully we can give it away if we give it away soon enough we got an even bigger one coming up after so check it out more details dodgersnation.com slash giveaways but let's get into the show cody's on the board we got a cody cam now so that's yes. awesome he's he's a part of the uh, of the family that cody cam What's up, Dodgers Nation? <laughs> uh, it's like all Koilua. coming in all sultry, but let's just, just jump right into it, Doug. Jump in, baby. Dodgers, like you said, winners of uh, eight in a row. They're looking good. They're also playing some, uh, you know, not not so great teams. We'll talk more about that later. First, let's talk about three things we like, three things we didn't like, three we like. Clayton Kershaw's back, and Clayton Kershaw, the uh, the venerable old goat. Coming up with a with a, a split changeup, and I know you were a fan of that. Let's riff on uh, Kershaw a little bit. I know that's that's one of your big ups 
in the uh, the three up right now. Big ups. When you look at last week, the developments that took place. Yes, they beat teams that they should have. They swept the Colorado Rockies as they should. But Kershaw and Urias having good solid starts. Kershaw and Urias looking like those frontline guys that we know them to be. That to me was the biggest takeaway from last week because those are your aces. Those are your frontline guys. You need They're going to be your game one and well, we won't say two. We're going to tease that for later. We're going to talk about our postseason starters, but. You look at the start he had, he ends up on one run, on three hits, goes five innings. Not a lot of swing and miss, just four swings and miss. Not a lot of punch outs, just four strikeouts, but 67 pitches. Didn't have the best feel for that slider. We had mentioned that split change. We know that Clayton Kershaw, he's been wanting to throw a changeup. feels like decades now. You always see him holding that changeup grip. Every Anytime spring you training, it. you hear about it. Exactly. And for him to have another pitch to keep hitters off balance, it just shows you the constant evolution, the fearlessness of him. And I love what he said after the game. He said, I threw four of them. Three of them were pretty good. That one yeah. of them was, of course, to Diaz right there for the home run. And that one he hung. But I just love the fact that he's trying it out. And for him to be back, to, for him to look healthy, I think it's perfect timing. I think he's going to time his peak properly <laughs> where this guy's going to pitch his best baseball in the month of October. Let's not forget, 2020, a sub-3 ERA performed very well, was shoving in that series against the Tampa Bay Rays. So love the split change. Love a healthy Kershaw. He's still our fearless leader. He's still... Our yeah. front line started. I will go and say it, that he is the ace of the Dodgers still. There was a time when it was Julio Urias had it for a couple of weeks. It was kind of like Julio was like the threads of yeah. the aces, right? But Damn, let, throwing threads under the bus again. Let's just uh, be honest. It's still Clayton Kershaw's. For all my believers of Christianity, it was a great day for us. I mean, you go back a couple of years. What did Walker Bueller said, uh, say? Th this is his staff. He is the ace of the staff until he retires or he's not here anymore. So it will remain Clayton Kershaw's staff for sure. You d uh, for me, so if I'm going to take, if I'm going to pull a down or let's say a concerned out of the up here of of Kershaw coming back or really leaning, not leaning, he threw four of them. Like you said, three were pretty good of of him going to the changeup. You wonder if that was kind of necessitated by the shoulder. I mean, the a cur or yeah, a, a curveball f's with your shoulder a little bit more than anything else. Curveball is is an attack on the shoulder more than the elbow. So you wonder if that was uh, you know he talked about. He didn't like, I forgot what batter, but he, you know, he had bad luck against one of the Rockies batters. So it might've been more matchup based to go with that. Barnsley uh, pushing the buttons now instead of putting down the fingers. But if he's throwing more changeups, you know, the curveball has always been his change. It's been his big, uh, his big different pitch um, or the, the, the speed differential. So if he's throwing more changeups, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll, I will wait to be concerned, but it's something I'll think a little bit about. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I think the fact that they are trying that out, they're trying to see if you can find another pitch, it does say, okay, what's wrong physically? If there's something, when it comes to the curveball, when he's fully healthy and is getting his, his legs around, his hips around, that's when you know he's at 100%. So for him to have another pitch to his arsenal, I think it also speaks to the fact that he's ready to burn the boats this year. He's ready to empty the tank and just go until the wheels fall off. I think he's determined to get another World Series. I think that he's going to absolutely give this team everything he has. He's put this team on his back for so many years now and I think that when you look at his future I mean Scherzer now with the Texas Rangers he will never pitch I've said it here on the show dozens of times it feels like <laughs> he will never wear another team's uniform I think that seeing that split change it tells you that he's not concerned about his arm and injury or anything like that he wants to pitch his best baseball this year give this team a chance to win and I think that it was nothing but positive signs that we saw from Kirsch and also too Doc said the next day that he bounced back really well so that's another thing too also want to point out that our friend Daniel Kim who basically is the 
Jeff Passan of KBO, ESPN is an insider. He said that Clayton Kershaw is so popular in Korea that they translated his book into yeah, Korean, so and it was a bestseller. So Korea, Kershaw, popular. Love it. Hey, they give us BTS. Let them know, Kershaw. Let them know. <laughs> You guys didn't see it. Also on our YouTube channel, if you're there already subscribing to win that Mookie Betts jersey, go check out uh, Doug's interview with Daniel Kim talking all about uh, the big international signing. Cody, what are people saying in the chat about Kershaw? Because I know this chat loves to talk about Clayton Edward Kershaw. Uh, Ghostcat69, good thing that Kershaw's back <laughs> hasn't been making the news this year's. What? I don't know. The back. Oh, the back. He had the hip injuries. The SI joint got him last year. Gotcha, gotcha. Some people were talking about Ryan Pepio, and then Nick Morris said Walker Bueller is my ace dog. Oh, I like that one. That's what's going on. That's not a wrong answer. That's what's in, Nick. Can I kind of make that maybe a partial Hornito shot taker of the day? Yeah, why not? When this Dodgers team is rolling, it's a sipper. Good enough to. We got enough Hornitos. We got enough Hornitos to go around. Thank you, our friends over at Hornitos and Beams. I love that point, though, because when this franchise is rolling, Drink you have multiple starting pitchers that are carrying. Of course, you got Drysdale, you got Koufax, Hershiser. We saw what he did in 1988. But yeah, it's an embarrassment of pitches. We know when Bueller comes back. Really, it's very close. It's very razor thin. But the reality is when this franchise is at its best, you're seeing multiple guys. And this rotation has really looked the part of late. So we had, uh, we had a comment mentioned uh, um, Ryan Pepio, mm-hmm. which is another up. For uh, for us in our three up and three down, there's a three up. Ryan Pepio going out and shoving nearly, uh, or what, tossing five and a third, I think it was, no-hit innings at AAA. Um, it's starting to look like an option, starting to look like another good problem for this team to have. That is the most Pepio I've seen as Stepio all season long, Mr. Clint Pissio. He, he was fantastic. He had I had to do it, okay? And, of course... It was my rookie of the year pick. I'm going to need him to come up and have like four perfect games and a couple no hitters to make his case. But yeah, like you said, he was outstanding. <laughs> he retired the first 18 batters he faced before the shortstop Ryan Bliss single to center field for his the first hit of the game there in the seventh. But yeah, he was fantastic. He ended up getting out the next two batters. He threw 90 pitches, struck out 11 and six and two thirds, but also the swinging strikes, 21 swinging strikes, 11 strikeouts that tied a career high. And in his six starts for OKC as a 397 ERA in 22 innings. But to me, this is the most encouraging is 26 strikeouts, a 28% strikeout rate and only five walks. That, to me, is very encouraging. Look at that strikeout-to-walk yeah. ratio and strikeouts via the fastball. He's not just this one-trick pony with the changeup. The fastball command has been better. I think he's someone that a lot of people have written off. A lot of people have slept on him. <laughs> I saw a and comment over the weekend. That said, I completely forgot about that guy. <laughs> hey, look, I'm telling you, the Ryan Express. No one's ever been called that, right? No pitcher? Nobody, no, nobody okay. ever. He is definitely going to make his case, and we're, ch- we're close to getting locked in for the show on Wednesday for an interview. Our friend, Ryan Pepio. So I could not be more excited for him, I think. He's put in the work. And look, let's be honest. I think people forget that he earned a spot in this yeah, rotation entering the year. Had that strain oblique. Yeah, he, we, was, he was electric in, in spring training. For sure, yeah. he was. The darling of spring training was Gavin Stone. He had the 14 Ks and what, eight innings or whatever it was. But Pepio, yeah, he earned that spot when Gonsolin went down. You got something for me over there, Cody? Perfecto. Emac, would you say he has a little Pepio in his Stepio? Yeah, he did that. I would absolutely. Oh, you already did that? Yeah. Oh. You should uh, tune in. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Sorry, I was too busy yeah, reading the yeah, comments. Hey, hey, that's, that's, we didn't put a promotion thing on threads. Reading, I was the we comments. gotta put like a blue heaven promotion on threads, or do we? The silence is what Doug uh, loves. <laughs> what are people saying about uh, Pepio in the comments? There, I'm assuming people are saying, "Oh, oh I, like I forgot about that guy." 
You David one? Ricketts. You can read. Yeah. yeah, you can read it, Doug. Dave Ricketts says, Pep, Pep, hooray. Yeah, pep, wow. Is that hooray. like, do you have a brother? Is that your? Is that related <laughs> That's to my you? burner. I'm in this uh, chat. He's, but yeah. he's in his own chat. Yeah. That is what is in. What else are you seeing over there, Chief? Boomer Assassin says uh, there's a little pepper in Pepio, in the Pepio. I feel like people are more interested in uh, the nick- making the, yeah, the, the nicknames or yeah. bad. This is what you've done, Douglas. Doug. Are you happy? I like Douglas? how this person actually thinks. I think he thinks, guys, check it out. Nolan Ryan was called that. <laughs> Douglas Jennifer McCain. That's not. That's not his actual name. I like what Lance Jennings says here. He says support Dodgers Nation and smash the like button, guys. If you're on the channel, get the thumbs up. You guys, what is what is the rule? It's 400 likes, and uh, Doug's gonna do a shoey. Oh yeah, let's try to get to 400 likes. You're not gonna do a shoey. I won't allow it. I'll do a shoey for 400 likes right on the show live. That's a lot of likes and. You guys mean so much to me. I do this show for you. I love Dodgers Nation out there. So 400 likes, you give yourself a shoey if that's what you want. I got to throw something else in the mix. I got some ideas, by the way. No, Noah Camera says, I'll allow a shoey for likes and super chats. <laughs> Important. Uh, hey, we're proud of you. Yes. That's a quick comment. Um, Anthony Keene asking, what do you guys think of that Roman Camacho signing? Real quick. I mean, I don't think we're going to know much about it until we see him throw. Uh, drop that on the DodgersNation.com uh, today. Uh, he's a kid, 90-92 fastball. I don't know much else about him. Uh, out of Phoenix, Arizona, on his way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Yeah, I no mean, it's thing. another lottery ticket. I mean, yeah, it's what the Dodgers do. They go out, they sign some people, um, and hope they can figure something out. If, if the Dodgers have any interest in any player, you know, keep an eye on that guy. He could be, if you don't see him, uh, you know, in the rotation somewhere down the road, you're definitely going to see him mentioned in some trade, uh, some trade jargon or trade chatter a couple years down the road. But exactly. To There's be no honest, ran- I know very little about him. Yeah. I Right-hander, mean, six feet tall. Yeah. Size six feet, fastball, nothing too explosive, 92, 93 Give in that time. range. But Give yeah, like he's you only said, 18. he's only 18. Yeah. Like you said, you make the best point, Clint, though. No one is in this organization on a random basis. Everyone hears it for a reason, a very calculated, thought-out reason. That's how this organization does things. So I'm sure they've identified (laughs) something in him where they say, okay, he's worth developing. It also speaks to the fact that this organization can acquire talent in a multitude of different ways. And here's another prime example. So I'm excited about just the fact that, yeah, He's from, I mean, the fact that Gom is Mex- from Mexico, but lives in Arizona, of course. He's young, so he's no development guy. You're probably in four to five years, so a big-time project. We'll see if they can optimize him. If there's any organization that can do that, this is the organization that's proven it. It's definitely the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, talking Papio still, um, always a reason to be excited for him, but also at this point in the season, you really hope you don't see him because that would mean the Dodgers continue winning. And, and it's not taking anything away from the AAA OKC team. They are absolutely crushing it right now uh, in the Pacific Coast League. So don't don't take away the staff ace down there. You got him. You got you know Stoner on the way uh, towards rebounding this season. But I'll talk a little bit more about Pepio when we get in the down. I'm not down on Pepio, but I'm down on somebody else in the rotation. But we got one more good, one more up, one more thing we like. Um, Julio looks back. He looks for real. He came off that. That 14-inning scoreless streak did give up a run and then gave up the game-tying two-run homer in the third, or whatever inning it was. I think it was in the third. Uh, And then you saw him get pissed and use it right. He locked in after that, and he looked devastating. Possibly his best start of the year uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, I would say absolutely his best start of the year. He looks like the Julio Urias of old. He's locked in. I mean, he took in a 14-inning scoreless streak entering this game, and he was outstanding. Those seven innings allowed three runs, four hits, had a career-high 12 strikeouts, a season-high 22 whiffs, no walks. That, to me, was the biggest key. And also, if they turn that double play... And Freddie makes a scooper. Kike makes a better throw. You don't get that home run by yeah. Trejo. So really made one bad pitch, and that was on the changeup. And that's what you need to look for when you watch Julio Urias in his starts because I feel more confident about his fastball command. He's avoiding the heart of the plate. You're seeing him work the top of the zone, bottom of the zone, working all quadrants. But the changeup is where you've seen the improvement, and that was a hanging changeup right there. Any other pitch, he probably survives that, right? Yeah. But on the changeup, he hangs it. He hits it out. He only had a whole one home run head against that one. It's a little fluky there. But last four starts for Julio a 225 ERA, 27 punch-outs, four walks, and 24 innings of work. He's allowed three or fewer runs in six of his last seven starts. Julio is cooking with gas right now. I'm telling you, <laughs> the Urias is focused and locked in. I love the demeanor, too. He's, yeah. puta madre. Can I yeah. say that? that <gasps> like, I mean, he's Whoa. yelling at himself. Say it one more time. He's yelling at himself, and he's showing that fire, that aggression. He yeah. looks like Julio Arias. And, too, I was talking to Jose Moda. He told, he told me, look at the legs. I mean, for yeah, him, he's in his legs that momentum more. going towards yeah. the plate, that's where you get the conviction. That's where you get the effectiveness on that changeup. And the fact that the balance is there, his mechanics have improved, and he's still a guy that still is one of the best starters. Clint, you don't go from being in your prime, 26 really years old, yeah. and if it's not for because of an injury, they're going to drop off. No, he's still having a lot of success because he's healthy once again. The sequencing is better. The mechanics are improved. I think the conditioning is better. And I also think he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. He sees the bag. He sees the postseason. And look, he's one of the best competitors in the sport. And I love that that fires back. I think he's right back to being a frontline starter for this team. Yeah, and, and uh, giving the Dodgers, again, a good problem to have. Because there was a bit there you did not – you didn't even maybe want him touching a ball in the postseason – um, with how he was throwing there leading up to the injury and then coming out of the injury, not looking too good. But now uh, it's, it's all coming together at the right time. And like we said last week, he still has time to go out there and earn his money. He's going to get paid. You know, maybe it's a little bit less than it might've been, but uh, the, the body of work will help him out. And you go out there and you win a, you win a world series. You can go get money anywhere you want. Uh, Cody, what's going on in the stream, man? <laughs> uh, a few comments about Julio Arias before we get to the big surprise. <laughs> Anthony Keen, the Uri Ace, Matty Man 5, Do or Matty Man 5 Dodge. The dog in Julio is back. Ooh. Seth Kerbal. Pork, pork, pork. Pork, pork, pork. Uh, <laughs> Seth Kerbal, Julio struck out seven straight. Craig goes to first seven strikeouts uh, in a row. Trevor Ellis with an interesting take here says, Julio is back only at Dodger Stadium on the road. Throw up emoji. Hey, no, I will say that. I want to see him string together some really good fair. consecutive starts against postseason level opponents. I definitely want to see that. But like I said, on the year, opponents are hitting 350 on that changeup. Over the last month, you're back down to under 200 at 192. You mentioned the strikeouts. That's when you know he's really dealing, when he's punching guys out. Yes, that was like a 4A, AAA team. I think the Rockies, yeah. I think the AAA OKC Dodgers could have swept that team. But still, his confidence is gaining. And we all know that he was going to round in a form. This is Julio Urias we're talking about, okay? So I have the utmost confidence in the guy. The fastball velocity still isn't fantastic, but he's not a fastball-reliant pitcher. No. He doesn't need that. For him, look, for him, pitching, for him is like real estate's location, location, it's, location, it's right? And location that's what's the most important thing. And, and change eye levels, change speeds. One thing uh, you mentioned, hold on, one thing real quick. You mentioned that the home, uh, you know, the home thing. Uh, what, why every single home start? 
do they need the Los Dodgers jersey? Like, he likes them. Uh, it's you know they. I remember them talking about it earlier in the season. Um, it's it wasn't like like his thing. They just ask him every time. Like, Are you okay? If we wear it today. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I, I, it, it's. I forgot who said. It. I think it was Lance Lynn who said it. I'm just saying you have to go back to 2022 to find an image of of uh, <laughs> yeah, him the, wearing the Dodgers in the home whites. Anyway, it's one thing to bitch about, but it's it's stupid. It doesn't matter. Just keep winning. Cody, keep going. Uh, before we get into the blank chat, <laughs> that's for Noah oh over there. Oh, my. What um, are we talking about? Uh, some people are talking about, uh, about how Julio is going to be gone in free agency. Any thoughts on that? I would probably give it 35 to 40% chance that he's back. I think all signs point to the Dodgers not loving giving starting pitchers contracts of six, seven, eight years. And when you look at his age, I've said on the show a few different times that really is the Bryce Harper, the Manny Machado of pitchers because he's entering free agency at such a such young a age. age yeah. And that's going to allow him to sign a long-term deal. He's represented by Scott Boris. And Clint, when you sign with Scott Boris, you do it for one reason and one reason only. That's to get that dinero. That's to get that that money. Yeah. Watch the Manziel doc over the weekend. The money Manziel, right? He's trying to get that bag. And he's going to go for the team that pays him the most money and gives them the most years. I think, as you mentioned earlier, there was a point this season where we were talking about his spot in the postseason rotation and his future with the team, and maybe he accepts a qualifying offer, a yeah. bet on yourself, <laughs> short-term deal. That ain't happening. Man. He's still going to get five, six, seven, eight years, and I think he's going to give himself a deal between 150 to $200 million, something in that range. But we're not looking at the Garrett Cole, the Strasburg levels contract, but he's still going to give himself a very nice bag. But like I said, we'll see what the Dodgers do with Shohei Otani. It's not a lock. A lot of teams out there are going to be pursuing him. We know that. The Giants, the Mariners, the, a lot of teams that are going to be big on him. It's not going to be the Mets anymore. We know that. Thank you, Max Scherzer. But I will say that uh, <laughs> if you don't get Shohei Otani, I like my chances a lot more. So I give it 35. Let's go 35.9% chance. How about you? What would you oh, give? I got to answer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't have I, to. I'm going to say 50-50, to be honest. Ooh. Do you think it's a coin flip? If, if, okay. if anybody, you know, uh, um, if, any, if any Boris client could stay, it could be Julio. I think he he likes L.A. He likes the the team, the city, all that kind of BS. You know, we've seen how much you know Fernando means to him and all of that that, that came That's out from the point. last yeah. weekend. I yeah. think I think he understands kind of the um, uh, the duty to community. I guess we'll say, and he's you know he's. He's a homie. He's definitely one of the homies here in L.A., you know. I do think any time that you want to talk about future signings and long-term signings with the Dodgers, it goes beyond just the player. And the fact that he has those strong ties, the fact that he is the indelible image of the 2020 World Series, he held them and put them on his back throughout the entire postseason run. He was phenomenal. I think there's that, too. And I think, look... It's a little bit overblown when it comes to Scott Boris about his client and him just going to his client saying, I'm going to basically choose a team for you that gives you the most money. Look at Jose Altuve did. I mean, he wanted to be in Houston. They found yeah. a way to get a deal done. So if there is a mutual interest there and you can come to terms on some contract that the Dodgers feel good about, that Julio feels good about, I think it makes sense. But I also think, too, this Dodgers pipeline of pitching is so strong. That's a good point. And they develop guys so well that, But look, none of those guys are ready to be an ace. I agree with you. I mean, a lot of potential there. I think star-wise, not a lot of superstar potential there. I think finding a top 15 to 20 pitcher like we know in this league is not easy to do. They do not grow on trees. I will be very sad when Julio Arias leaves if he does to see him in another team's uniform. It will be sad, but he's got to do what's best for him and his career and his family, right? He's already won a World Series with this team. has accomplished so much. So, yeah, we'll see how this, this season plays out. I think... You got, that's going to be one of the big storylines I think you guys need to follow very closely because the better he pitches, the more money he's going to earn, mm -hmm. and the more money the Dodgers
coaches will have to pay him. So, yeah, I would say 35% chance, but I think that you're not wrong in saying 50% chance when you consider the other factors as well. I just know at the end of the day, the Dodgers are like kind of like F your feelings, kind of like, yeah, we're such that, a smart organization. We've seen that Seager, a lot more right? yeah. in the, in the, uh, in over the last, well, really over the last year. Yeah. You let Justin Turner walk. That says something about uh, what you think about the future of this organization. One last note on that. Don't sleep on the Yankees in the offseason. What you got for us, Chief? I like that. Oh! Doug Dance! That's, that's not... That's not the Freddy. I know. It was my he, got a little like it. he got a little aggressive with it. It's like, it's like he's... Uh, <laughs> do, 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 he's guarding, you know? Shout what out got? to JDog199 said, Did Thank you guys you. see the prospects top 100? They hate us. Yo, well, that's what happens when you graduate a few dudes. Graduated Bobby Miller, graduated uh, uh, James Outman, even though he wasn't on the top 100, uh, 100 I think, to enter the season. Uh, we know Miguel Vargas fell off Oof. a cliff. Yeah. That's, that was really just to be mean to Doug. I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not really that low on Vargas. Andy Pajes, Pepio. Okay. I didn't anyway, Ryan Pepio. Shout out now to now he turned Italian. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Morris. Two dollars said, "How big was Miller getting past the fifth recently?" That's uh, that's pretty important. That's a that's something uh, as a good baseball team and a good baseball player and a good baseball fan you want to see. <laughs> that's that's input right there. Absolutely. Now you need to see you need to see more out of Bob, man. You need to see more out of uh, if he is yeah. big game Bob. You know, Bobby Ice, as I hear some people call him. Jeez, Doug. Yeah, no, we're going to talk about Bobby Ice. You heard it here first on the Dodgers Nation Blue Heaven flagship show, as you like to say. So, yeah, I mean, kind of getting back to the prospects question. I mean, I think Emmett Sheehan, though, being 24th, I was really impressed by that. Don Rushing, 51. Gavin Stone, 69. Michael Bush, 74. The big one for me, though, is the drop-off, of course, of Diego Cartaya. Yeah. And I the think bad that season finally caught up. Yeah, it did finally catch up to him. I still think potential-wise, his flashes, based on people I've talked to, they'll tell you that he still has the potential to be a superstar. And I think if you're the Dodgers looking at there's two different types of prospects you're trying to develop, right? You're trying to develop the ones that you think are going to be those long-term core players. Yeah. And then there's the ones that you want to cash in and sell high and use as trade chips, right? So I think it's a combination of those guys. I think Cartaya fits in the mold of, hey, we still think we can develop into someone that you could trade him and get a big ace pitcher at the deadline, get a big impact player yeah. so you still have him to develop from that standpoint but yeah i mean i think you brought up the best point is yeah when you're graduating these guys and they're having impacts right now you're not going to be included in those lists but i'll tell you this that those lists based on the scouting departments around major league baseball they don't carry as much weight that's for fans a lot of the times yeah, it really is. i mean those guys don't tell them though. i'm looking at joe suede de and how he was valued at the trade deadline so many teams wanted him and he's someone that really has emerged this year so there's a big difference between the list that you see as far as the top 100 it's, it's like college football preseason rankings it's like no one really cares really when the <laughs> season starts or preseason highs and rankings they know what they have and scouts kind of have their own valuation on certain players but yeah this team's always going to have a Deep, deep collection of talent down the farm system. That's just not going to change under this regime. Unless Frank McCourt comes back, I mean, then it'll fall off a cliff. But we're really Bruh. good in this organization. The golden goose that just keeps giving, right? It really is. They trust uh, Andrew Friedman, as they say. And also trust Billy Gasparino. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, the down of three up, three down? I think we have been too too positive. We gotta, yeah, I've been too positive. We're not, we're not that kind of show. We're not yeah, positive. Exactly. Let's talk run about the down. With it. Let's run, run with it. Let's run with it. Let's talk about the down. The first one... Kind of the worst development last week, 
Joe Kelly, the JK17 Fight Club, was back open for business. Just asked Fernando Tatchitz Jr. Of course, when he threw at him, he got all upset about that. Wouldn't know that. But look, Kelly, he was placed on the IL with elbow inflammation. It's retroactive to Thursday, so the earliest you can return is August 25th. And he's been fantastic. I mean, he has yet to allow a run in his four appearances with the Dodgers in three and two-thirds innings. The strikeout rate at a 50% clip. The walk rate, 21.7%. So you want to lower that. But still, he's been great. Now, this is the thing with Joe Kelly. Part of the Joe Kelly experience is his peaks are incredibly high. He's phenomenal when he's on. But the injuries are always a concern. This is eight trip to the I.L. since the start of the 2020 season. He was on the I.L. with a groin strain and elbow inflammation with the White Sox this year. 2021, we saw all of a sudden he was like, peace out after the bicep strain. Yeah, so yeah. to me, it's like I love Joe Kelly. He's that he's that friend that you love to invite to things, but he's kind of flaky. Right. He's a little flaky when it comes I'm to going, injuries. I'm going camping this weekend. So the whole flaky thing really resonates for me right now. You people know who you are. Um, Go camp with Clint. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, you know, Let him know. Let, Let him know. know. Let him know. Hey, I can't wait for those stories. Those are going to be fire. I'm not going to post any now just because of that. <laughs> That's not facts, bro. You no, can't no, ask I, for it. It you know, just I'm happens. A, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it the really? thing. No, no, it's going to be a good group. Like, we're going to have a good time. You know? Really? Like, really. Now, no, there was definitely concern with Joe Kelly, especially now. You know, He's made his way into Dave Roberts' trust tree, whatever that is. Um if this is one of the guys you're going to be relying on, this is one of the guys that's going to supplant somebody like Yancey Almonte from getting big innings in the postseason. You need to have this guy. Uh, do you have a replacement coming back real soon? Yeah, you have Shelby Miller coming back. He should. I I, I think he's going to be activated uh, first game of the road trip. So uh, he's able, he's eligible to be activated on Sunday, I believe, uh, the 20th. So he sh- he'll probably they'll give him the day as they do. And you, you should see him back in the bullpen. But you need him. You need Joe Kelly. You need to plug those guys in with Bruzdar, with Evan Phillips, you know, Ferguson in some role. I think Vesey has played himself into enough of a role to stick around. But that is a concern, though, where you have Joe Kelly and you don't know how long you're going to have him. And I think there's kind of a few of those guys on this roster where they are uh, they're incredibly important and, you know, we could talk. I think we're going to talk about him next. You could also look at the the JD Martinez thing. Now he's now missed uh, a number of games very sporadically because of you know he's got whatever itis in his back, hip, groin, whatever the hell they want to call it that that particular day. And if Joe Kelly's one of those guys, they can get away with the JD thing now, especially with the Rosario addition, with Kike actually hitting this time around so far. Knock on desk. Um, you can you can hide the JD thing. But in the postseason, you need if you have a Joe Kelly and this is going to be one of your guys that's an eighth inning guy, you need to have that guy and you do have that concern. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the biggest concern right now. What kind of bullpen going to run with? You look at that trust tree that he talks about. We know who's at the top of that. It's Evan Phillips. Then it's a debate. Is it Ryan Brazier or is it? Bruce Dargraderall, right? I mean, those are the top three right there. And then I think Joe Kelly is the big wild card because Joe Kelly, you can have an inning where he strikes out the side where he's phenomenal, where he's just gassing it past guys, just explosive. And then there's innings where maybe the walks are up and he gives Mm -hmm. up a hit or two. I think we've seen that in the past. I mean, (laughs) what is this trust tree? Is it a giant sequoia? Is it a Norway maple? I mean, what kind of trust tree are we talking about? Is it strong? What kind of branch is he on that trust tree? Is he one that breaks off? Is he like a Christmas tree that you see like in January out by the trash can, right? 
right? So, I mean, I think for me... What are your thoughts on Birchwood, man? thoughts on oak? The strongest tree... Do you like any good oak? The strongest tree is an Australian Baloki tree. That's the strongest tree in the world, I believe, but... What's yeah. going on, Trees Nation? <laughs> What's going on, Tree Nation? <laughs> hey, my boy Belly knew about trees. You know what I'm saying? Ah! But hey, no, I will say that. Yeah, I 35, more like number 420. <laughs> am I right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe. Yeah, then, we're giving away a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, on top of everything else. Yancey Almonte. I mean, Yancey was starting to look like Yancey Almonte uh, once again, and he goes down, he gets the knee strain. Hopefully that's not going to be anything serious, but by the looks, by the sounds of it, it's going to be minimal for both these guys. Yeah. It's not going to be long stays on this bullpen. And I think, too, you look at the future, I think Blake Trine is 100% going to return in some capacity. I think that's where we're trending, and same thing goes with Walker Buehler. I know you're very pessimistic I yeah, about I, I, that, and for good reason. I mean, he's really done nothing to earn your trust, so I totally understand, but it just feels like from what we're hearing, what we're seeing, the daily Dave Roberts talks about it, it just seems that they're going to give it a go with him as a possible high-leverage guy, and I think you look at Sometimes, look, Yancey hasn't been tested in the postseason. No. Joe Kelly, it's been a minute since he's been tested in the postseason. His last postseason stint didn't go very well. Yeah, he walked off the, the mound in game, uh, was it game five? Yeah. Or whatever it was, game six with the bicep. And then then that was a whole thing. And how about in 2020, after that season, he had the shoulder surgery, and he said that he would sleep at night and would feel like he had 5,000 fire ants eating at his shoulder. That's not what you want to hear about your starting, yeah. about your relief pitcher that's supposed to go out there in high leverage situations, right? <laughs> yeah, but Joe Kelly, you know, he's a little, he's a little, he's a little crazy. He's there. crazy, Joe Kelly. We need we'll him healthy, see. though. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Two, and they need him out there on the mound. A positive note about it, then, and Joe Kelly talk. We do have to talk about J.D. Martinez a little bit, but uh, he did feel he he didn't want to go in the I.L. He felt fine. He felt like he can pitch, and it was more the team. It was more Dave being like, look, let's just nip this in the bud now. So, again, more of this team, more of Dave Roberts, more of, of this front office and organization ad adapting and adjusting to their players and um, what – their either strengths are or weaknesses are and we know for joe kelly weakness is kind of availability sometimes and if that if he's not good if he's not right in the postseason or late in september you know you don't want him to get hurt second week of september and then all of a sudden you're trying to get him one or two outings and do the you know the dustin may tony gonson thing one or two yeah. outings to see if he's okay or the Blake trying to think to see if he's okay for a postseason roster spot, and then he's there, so you know you're going to give him a postseason roster spot, even if he might not be ready. So, by the way, is that is that bobblehead thing real? Is that bobblehead with Mariachi I Joe? I have no idea. I've seen, seen some anything. pictures. That'd be cool. Team didn't send out a press uh, release about it yet. They're usually pretty good about that, but it's a day off, so let Wanderito <laughs> sleep a little bit. Move on, Joe uh, Joe Kelly's teammate for Dodgers and Boston uh, in the past, JD Martinez. Um, He's a guy, like I was saying, getting hurt a lot. They don't want to put him on the injured list for some stupid reason. But uh, what, what is the, I guess we'll say the Doug concern level for J.D. Martinez. I would say as far as can he play, the concern level for that is probably a five. I think long term, just looking at could his body break down at some point before the postseason ends, I would say probably like a six or a seven, right? I think that this is someone that has been durable throughout his career. He loves to play. He hates to miss games because he loves to stay in rhythm. I mean, Freddie Freeman, guys like that, they don't have a lot of mechanical work they have to do with their swing on a daily basis. J.D. Martinez, it's a constant yeah. work. I mean, he's always working on his swing, keeping things right. Told us about that pump and dump bad habit that he had last year. He's cleaned up a lot of things in his swing, and that's why he's had so much success. 
But I do think you made, I like what you said right now about the fact that Joe Kelly goes right on the IL. J.D. Martinez, they keep prolonging this. He goes back and gets that quarter zone shot. They said that he was going to be available to pinch hit on Sunday, yeah. but still he hasn't been back there and hasn't been contributing. But for me, I kind of have a little PTSD from Justin Turner in the 2021 postseason, a guy that was older, a guy that was supposed to be your bat-to-ball guy, one of your best premium hitters. He goes down with a hamstring injury. We don't see him again. But on the same token, remember when Mookie was dealing with that hip injury yeah. and he was in out of the lineup and he gets the quarter zone shot? That cortisone shot works wonders at times, so I think there's that. So I still feel like he's going to be great. I still feel like the Dodgers are going to benefit from that career 987 postseason OPS, and he's going to be absolutely imperative that he does return. I think that he's going to be one of the big X factors from this offense. I think we know we're going to get from Freddie and Mookie. Yeah. I think Will Smith is going to come through in the clutch. I think he's going to have a second wind when the postseason comes around. But J.D. Yeah. Martinez and Max <clears throat> Muncy, if both of those hitters produce in the postseason, I think they're going to go to the World Series. You want the dub? You got a slug. Been known to I came up with that one. It's an original. Uh, you want the dub? <laughs> What's the um, other one that you did? What's the pitching one again? Uh, if you want to be the man, you have to V command. That's, no, one, that's that, one of them. That, we, you know, we really got to put all of them. You want the dub? You got to show. Shirt. Oh, that's right. There you go. That's right. uh, my my quick thoughts on JD Martinez, and, and I'll go back a little bit on what I said just a, a few minutes ago about uh, this team, the front office adapting evolving getting smarter i hope this is just a case of they see where they're at in the standings they know they're playing let's be real and, and cody you're gonna want your finger on the bleep button they're playing some really <laughs> teams you know they can get away with kind of just having them there you don't need to have them on the il thank you I, I got all my cursing out of the way for now. Got, just for this, I got a little too happy on the for, trigger for, finger right for this uh, at least for this uh Shout out, Joe. this riff um they're they're able to to give him that time to get right and worry more about him being healthy for September and October as opposed to not meaningless games but less meaningful games in August. So you hope uh, they're just being smart, doing some due diligence. Um, you know, we say trust in Friedman. One thing I don't trust about this club is is their their track record of health and the way they treat some of these guys. And we we've seen that happen way too much. And the way they they outright mask or or gatekeep or lie about injuries it, it's you know, those people who cover the team it's frustrating as hell but it also as a fan it's also frustrating as hell so there's that Cody, what do people have to say i mean we talked about joe kelly we talked about jd martinez we talked about things that are annoying i'm sure the fan base has some thoughts you're gonna like this one uh eric schultz justin turner is the x like ex factor but JD <laughs> Martinez is the X factor, I like, like regular. I love that one. That's a, yeah, yeah, there you go. Hornito. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hornito shot taker of the day. Drink responsibly. Great comment. Who said that comment again? Somebody. Somebody. Great comment. Eric Schultz. Eric Schultz. Great comment. That's a great time. But yeah, I mean, look, another uh, just. On J.D. Martinez, you want him to continue the momentum that he's built this season. Because let's not forget, it's not like he signed that deal and he was raking last season, even though he did make an all-star team. But it was a down year for him yeah. last year, especially when you look at those power numbers. This year, he's back to being that J.D. Martinez. Last year, 16 got home runs. Dog. He's got that dog back in. I mean, 25 bombs this year, 129 weight runs, created plus. The isolated power has gone from 174 to 298. So he's back to being prime level J.D. Martinez on a one-year deal. 
like we talk about the driving the rental cars, right? You want to get every <laughs> single mile out of him because he's not going to be back next season, right? He's going to be gone. So he's Most absolutely likely. crucial to this offense. I'm telling you, J.D. Martinez is a difference maker. Last year, J Justin Turner, he was solid when it came to getting singles and bat to ball. But this is a guy that can go gap to gap and give you a big hit. So they're going to need him back. And I think that getting back to 100% is huge, but also... It's a kind of that push and pull of saying, if you go on the IL and you miss some time, how long would it take you to get your rhythm back as we yeah. enter the postseason? So you kind of have to weigh that as well. Hey, Cody, would you say that Doug just uh, brought his facts to the fight? I would say so. All right. What <laughs> else is on, on the chat? Uh, to get back, er, Doug liked that one. Doug liked that one. Doug liked that one. Thumbs up for Doug's little uh, cute little snort there. He liked that one. <laughs> Boomer Assassin Mariachi Joe's <laughs> big bass pops the string every now and then. Slap in the um, a lot of people talk they want to keep uh, Kelly fresh for the postseason. Maddie Man Five Dodge says Mariachi's body can't handle his heat. And then. Uh, Dirk, well, Dirk Nowitzki, Hall of Fame did oh, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, Dirk. <laughs> Dirk's in the chat, guys. Yeah, big man. Uh, Come down, play some basketball. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame uh, uh, nominee. Oh, look, <laughs> Doug, Doug, do it again, Doug. A little tip of the hat from Doug. J.D. Martinez needs a blow. Rumor Spencer, <laughs> hope J.D. No, can come back and be <laughs> sharp. You know, like, like a blow, a like, day, a, day like a, a day off. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Get your head Douglas Gutter. <laughs> Douglas Suzanne McCain. But hey, we'll say too, when you have an eight and a half game lead in your division, you have the luxury of resting guys too. So that's nothing to factor in. It's not like they're going say, wire to when wire. When you have a lead, you have the luxury to rest. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls on top. It's like, get the t shirt ready. And I while we're much, at it. I love how much Noah hated that <laughs> one. And while we're at it. I enjoy super chats. Shout out to Grumpy Forty Five Dino. Is LA the underdog this season to win it all? Entering the season, I would say they're borderline underdog at this point. Did you see uh, the latest uh, meaningless power rankings from the MLB.com? I saw those. Yeah, they, they had a big ass jump. It went from they went from six to second or something like that. Um, yeah, they're starting, know. and this is around the time of year when they get the hype, right? Yeah. Every single year, it's yeah. August, best team September. Bets the Sports <laughs> Illustrated yeah. cover, ESPN, the magazine cover. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, per Fangraphs, they're right behind the Braves as far as the team that has the best odds to win the World Series. I think the American League isn't strong this season. I do think it's a Braves Dodgers race as far as who's the best team in baseball right now. They're not totally out of the picture as far as catching them. But, yeah, I think underdog-wise, I think the narrative before this season is different than the narrative now. <laughs> before this season was the Padres. They're the team to beat. The Padres, they have fallen off miserably. So, yeah, I think underdogs, you're never really an underdog when you have a payroll of $230 million yeah. and you have two MVP candidates and Clayton Kershaw, Julio Arias. But I do think that you don't have the same expectations as last year with this team. Yeah, when you are kind of the clear second best team uh in baseball and maybe could be in an argument for you know one uh, or tied with the best team or whatever they're right there when you're in that zone or you're, you know, i wouldn't call <laughs> yeah. them an underdog is what i'm going for but i appreciate the sentiment I definitely appreciate the super chat cody they got the underdog in them when or, you're in or, the zone you got a bone <laughs> no 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 anyways <laughs> Cody's on camera. <laughs> Trevor Ellis said uh, for one ninety nine. Shout out to you, uh, Trevor. Sheehan Grove Stone Pep options out of the pen. 
Question mark. I mean, of that group, I really like Sheen with that explosive fastball. I think it really just depends on how it shapes up with guys returning. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the good thing is, look, a couple months ago, it felt like they lacked pitching depth. Now it feels yeah. like they have a lot oh of pitching God. depth, right? So you could even go six-man rotation if you wanted to and get Sheehan some experience before they really round into form. So, yeah, I love the depth that they have right now. As far as Pepio, he's a big question mark because he hasn't got any big league experience this year. But as far as talent level, and he did have a lot of experience last season, so or a good amount as far as it was more than a cup of coffee, I yeah. would feel good about that. But I think Sheen's a guy that feels comfortable in that role, and I think that his stuff plays up, especially in short bursts. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the um, the health and, and feeling like there's actually more options in the starting rotation. One uh, one. I guess I mean we restart that. Let me rephrase that. Dave Roberts on Saturday kind of called into question Tony Gonsolin's spot in the rotation. That's one of the last things I was going to talk about in the down. It's like, yeah, Tony put together a decent start, pretty good start against the Rockies. Um, you do wonder, like, is there a better option? Is is Tony going to be the number five guy? We know we pretty much know what the rotation's going to look like, or at least if everybody's healthy. We'll talk about that next, but. Um, uh, do you think there's any smoke to Dave's commentary about Tony? Oh, a thousand percent. I think that was very calculated saying you got to get your stuff together literally and figuratively if you want a spot in this Once rotation. You got to shove. Exactly. When the dub you got to shove. But I mean, really, the reality with Tony Gonson is having the worst year of his career. 442 ERA, 487 FIB. If you look at his baseball savant page, as Cold. far as the metrics go, he's below average in 12 of the 14 categories. It's Dodger blue all over his baseball savant. Not a lot of red there, right? Yeah. When you look at his numbers. And I think when you consider his future, of course, he earned that Super 2 status, right? So you get the four years of arbitration. He signed that extension the offseason that paid him that $6.65 million in guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, they can't non-tender him, right? I no. mean, he's not a guy that's uh, in that yeah, I, category. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think, I think he's think, at any, any risk of losing his job. I think just losing his role. Yeah, but I just think point. that kind of, this is going to... I think this is going to carry over into the offseason as far as his future because you got a lot of young up-and-coming pitchers that need their opportunities. For him... I mean, you look at his stuff. The velo is down. He's not bouncing back from starts. He's someone that the strikeout numbers are down. The contact numbers, as far as inducing con hard contact, are up. If you look at the restriction on the shift, he had the lowest BABIP in the league last year. Those numbers, they're balancing out. He's not having the same amount of success. The results have been decent. The results have absolutely yeah. been decent for Tony Gonsolin. Picked up with his ninth win. Yeah, the Nine, wins. You know, I, mean, I love wins. I mean, eight and four on the season. Last start against the Rockies. He allowed the one home run, but goes six innings, allowed just three hits. And then before that, against San Diego, he had that meltdown inning where he gave the home run to Campusano, gave the hit to Tatis Jr. And for me with Tony Gonson, why I just don't trust this guy is when his command isn't there. I mean, he just leaves stuff out of the play. He just yeah. doesn't know where it's going. And before you blink, you're seeing a big inning, a home run there, uh, slugging all over the place, a lot of extra bases. I think they need to cat nip this in the bud and try to move on from tony gonson in the rotation he would not be in my postseason rotation mr Pasias. Uh, a little bit I, I i do think there's something what i've been saying the last couple of weeks about you know it wasn't it wasn't the hottest day in the world on uh on saturday pitching back at home in la you know he didn't look as wet <laughs> Lack of a better she way of that point saying up though. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the splitter had better depth, that had better life. And he, you know, he mentioned some things he's working on. It's like, 
He's not a two-pitch pitcher. He needs that splitter. That is his bread and butter. That is his moneymaker. That is his weapon. If he doesn't have that, he's mid-AF. So get him into the cooler months. Maybe he'll be better. We'll see what happens if he stays healthy into September. We'll see. But right now, he's definitely of the guys in the rotation. And knowing Walker Bueller is a realistic option, He's a guy that's kind of on the chopping block, or at least somebody they have a microscope on. But that was three up, three down. Those are a lot of things. Basically, the entire show. <laughs> that's a really good shout out, uh, Eric Hilo. <coughs> Down to the, hey, 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 hey. I'll see you on the Look other side. side. Give me some comments, and then we'll move on. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll try not to be here too long. I, don't, I think I'm blowing the time out of the water with my mm -hmm. uh, original time plan, boys, so I apologize. Uh, Jason Diamond said, Gonsolin sucks. Oh. <laughs> And that's a, no. <laughs> rumor, rumor Spencer said Tony has been spotty this year. Um, still concerns about him. Um, Tristan Tubar actually says, dude, y'all hating. Um, Michael Monroe says, Catman stays a starter as long as he keeps con getting consistent outs and can go five plus and three or and three runs or less. Oh, well, that was the problem. He wasn't doing that. So that's what we're calling into question. And that's what even the manager of the baseball team was calling into question. I mean, Roy. third highest run support in the league, too. Yeah. Roy Wins, baby. Roy Estrada says Catman can't be Catman can't be trusted to start lost eight lives and on his last one oh. Roberts gave the warning boomer assassin says the cat needs to be fixed uh, <laughs> ghost cat 69 defending well. his man and saying at least he is healthy and, maybe uh, I mean he's not bouncing back well they they've it's another one of the injuries they've kind of talked around and don't want to say that there's something wrong but it's it, my my kitty senses which isn't a thing is saying that there's something wrong with him I agree. It's I think totally there's something. He hasn't been the same since <laughs> he won the IL last year. He yeah. really hasn't been the same since then. Yes. And then uh, this one's a funny one. Sonny said, damn, I wish we kept Thor. Not! <laughs> Absolutely. R roasted. Boom, roasted. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're already talking a bunch about postseason rotation, and I think uh, Doug and I have d somewhat differing opinions there. I don't know if anybody's right or anybody's wrong, but... If, if the postseason were to start today, Dodgers have some decent options. Of course, it doesn't start today, but they're going to have some decent options. You have a healthy Kershaw. You hope he can stay healthy for the rest of the season. You have Julio back on his grind, looking like an ace. You have Lance Lynn looking like the best acquisition uh, of anybody at the trade deadline. Maybe that's a biased take, but looking pretty damn good in his three starts. And then you round out the, the, the end there with Bobby Miller, Tony Gonsolin, and then, yeah, we mentioned Ryan Pepio. Not going to be an option. And somewhere down the road, Walker Bueller. But again, we're saying right now, those are your guys. Who's starting game one for you? For me, I'm going back to Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I think Julio Urias, he was the game one starter last year. I think he earned it last year with his performance. But I think Kershaw this season, the way he's looked when he's been out there on the mound, he's still among the league's best. The strikeout numbers are where you want him to be. Got that new split change. You got the effectiveness out there. And I think that for him, they're going to have home field advantage in the first round at the very least. I like to get that series started with a solid Kershaw performance because I think from game to game, giving him confidence early on, knowing, okay, I'm still that man. I'm still him. I'm still that dude. In game one, that can really set the tone for the Dodgers. And look, 2020, a 293 ERA. During that postseason run, he was remarkable there in the World Series. You're going to be at home. So I got Kirsch in game one. Two, I'm going right back to Julio Urias. It's the one-two punch from last year, except it's flipped, right? You got 
Julio in game two instead of game one. And then Kershaw, I think he's going to do the same thing as last year. He's going to be the game one starter. So Julio, I think all signs are pointing to him rounding into form, being that game two starter. Then my game three start, I'm going with Lance Lynn. Lynn's sanity is real. A two ERA, 22 strikeouts and four walks, a 197 opponent's batting average. Also averages 14 FUs per game <laughs> after strikeouts, which is cool. And yeah, I think that... For him, he's in a great new environment. The change of scenery has been phenomenal. He's been someone that's benefited heavily from the pitching and coaching. I talked to you before the show about Andrew Freeman talking about how they thought that his pitches were blurring as far as the sequences, as far mm -hmm. as just the shaping of the pitches and how he was yeah. attacking hitters. And you're seeing that he is working the edges, right? And he's nasty. I mean, the curveballs are nasty. I mean, his secondary stuff is nasty. He has elite spin. We know that plays up. He has experience. And I think that he's totally re-energized, too. I don't know if you saw it, too, on our friends over at Foul Territory mm -hmm. when they asked him about what – uh, Keenan Milton said about the culture and how toxic it was with the White Sox. They said, you want to know what was wrong? Uh, I'm going to tell you what was wrong with about what Key said. And they just went silent, basically saying that there was nothing wrong with what he said. So <laughs> that just tells you that it was bad in Chicago and that he benefited from that change of scenery more than anyone. So he's my game three starter. And four, I'm going with Bobby Ice, TM. So... <laughs> I'm going with Bobby Ice Let because, look, he's someone that's earned it. I mean, he's the not been perfect. Yeah. I love the competitive drive. I love the fact that Bobby Miller is willing to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to grow. I'm going to, look, I mean, repetition, that is what he's gotten this season, right? And they always say repetition is the mother of learning. And he's getting those reps with the Dodgers at the big league level, right? He's putting it into action. Last start against the Diamondbacks goes six innings, allowed no runs. Four strikeouts, four walks. I don't think you'll love that. I think it would be a shorter leash in the postseason than some of these other guys. But I think as far as stuff that plays up, remember his first start, the adrenaline, the Braves, right? Imagine his adrenaline. Yeah. You're going to see 110-mile-per-hour fastballs. And as long as he's uh, listening to, to what Will Smith is calling, you know, that's a big thing. Stick to the game plan. Trust your off-speed Louisville stuff. battery, baby. Louisville. Louisville. Tom Jackson. I know we got, before we get to my... Starting, I guess we're really going starting four. I'm assuming Tony's your fifth guy if needed, which they're not going to need in the postseason. Piggyback situation. Piggyback. Bueller, Yarbrough. Honestly, hey, look at Yarbrough, man. That that food's been nasty. But before we get to mine, I know we have something important here. Oh, I think you're going to run behind. Yes, sir. It's happening what? right now. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's a, a super chat. Okay. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Super chat Cody here. <laughs> Ryan Wickham Racing for 499 said, I'm so excited for Walker to come back. He should be a huge benefit for this team. And then Michael Carrillo uh, for $2 said, Would you streak if it guaranteed we win the World Series? Absolutely. Wait, Doug. what do you have on the. You have to eat your shoe. No, no, no. If yeah. Walker, Buell, oh. Walker Bueller gets the final out of the no, World no, Series. No, he win that's the World Series. Oh, that's what yeah. it was? By the way, shout out to. I want to tell you this story. Shout out to before Fernando Valenzuela when he got his number retired. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> The lady who sang the national anthem, she did a fantastic job. Her and her husband, they were all decked out in Dodgers gear that was in Mexico's colors. It was phenomenal. She came up to me and said that I'm going to have to eat my shoe because the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. So big fans of the, of the show. We appreciate you guys. You crushed it. And, yeah, hopefully if that's the case, they, got some, they said they have some nice barbecue sauce for me too. So, Ooh. hey, I'd be happy to do it. Well, somebody's barbecuing. So would you have to get, win that World Series. Answer the question, would you streak if – if, it, I wouldn't if they could guarantee the world no i would not that. streak because you go to jail and it would end on your well, if no. you go to jail and it stays on your report and all that i'm not doing that so you won't do it 
So you're not dedicated. No, I'm not. No. Not dedicated. And why not? We'll play the super chat music one more time. We have a Dodgers Nation Hall of Famer, MH Dodger for life, $99.99. He said, we have some holes, but watch out, Braves, Astros, the blue wave coming for you. Best Dodger radio host, bleed blue, or yeah, bleed blue, breathe blue, and I'm out. MH Dodger for life. Thank you. Incredible. You got to do one for the dugout and one for the bullpen. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Sorry, we, didn't, we haven't been getting bullpen over there. I'm going to throw in one of these while we're there at you it. Go. Let's spread some cheeks while we're at there it. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, what sorry. And one more time, shout out to you, MH. You are a MH, you are Dodgers man. Nation uh, fan for life. Uh, Miggy the Tech Enthusiast, $2 says, can your boy get a shout out? There you go, Miggy the Tech Enthusiast. There's Miggy. A shout out. Got a shout out for you right here, my man. Getting Miggy with it. Shout out Miggy because he's actually on the format. Because he's on the roster. Not like some other dude. Someone said, why does D-Mac look like a traffic cop when he does the Freddy? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Really? Really? Uh, really? Your boy, your boy Doug, is, uh, he is, um, he's deficient in rhythm. That's, that's the thing. Not going to the Kike one. Doug, say that you love the fans. Love the fans. Oh, I'm not going to get into that. Anyways. You're starting for uh, your starting rotation for the now starting the for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Game one starter is Julio Urias. If he keeps pitching this way, you got to give him the ball in game one because we know how this team operates. We know how Dave operates. We know how much they love the optionality of throwing their game one starter on short rest. And I don't want to see that with Clayton Kershaw. We saw it for years and it bit him in the booty a number of times, which is ass if you're nasty. Um, I don't want to see Kershaw get the ball in game one. I just want that other optionality. There's nothing wrong with Clayton Kershaw going in game two. Julio gets the ball game one. Clayton Kershaw in game two. Hopefully, you're up 2 nothing. You're able to lock it down in a short series with Lance Lynn in game three. I would almost even consider the idea of breaking up the starters. Julio, Lance Lynn, Clayton Kershaw probably won't go that way that was that was where like the gut was taking me initially but i didn't want to get yelled at by you i don't want to hurt doug's feelings i don't want to get i don't want to why would you, you. do that no why would i wouldn't be offended I'm just, I'm just messing with you oh um but i think you get a solid starting three there for sure either way there's no there's no wrong way to set him up i like uh i like lynn's ability to to hold his own on the road for sure i i want to see clayton and i want to see julio pitch at dodger stadium you assume they're going to be uh, the, they're going to have the home field advantage at least in the first series, and that gives you some options to kind of move things around when they play the Braves in the NLCS uh, again. Um, game four, unsurprising. Yeah, it's got to be Bobby Miller. I think at this point uh, you can't really run with Tony Gonsolin, and I don't think he's going to do enough over the next month and a half to really prove that he should be above uh, uh, Bobby in that game four spot. But again, this is if the if the postseason uh, is starting right now. You give me a, a month, month and a half's time. I'm very interested to see what Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller looks like. Because if you have that guy, that guy available to be uh, your number four guy, you run with Walker Bueller as your number four any damn time you get a chance, even if it's for two or three innings. Hey, guess what? Like I already said earlier, uh, Ryan Yarbrough is pretty nasty, and uh, uh, you know having him, I, I think that's going to be a sneaky X factor move 
for the postseason. I, I think we're gonna look at um, we're gonna look back at the the Erod dis um, with with some gratitude because I don't think Yarbrough happens if they trade for for Eduardo Rodriguez or whatever his crappy name is. I'm mad, but I'm not really mad. I don't really care. But hey, those are my starting uh, four and a half. Yeah, no, I love that. I think you bring up a fantastic point in that if Walker Bueller shows that he can be back, that changes everything. You take the plan you had, you throw it right away. Poof, it's gone, okay? If he can pitch, he's going to be in there in some capacity. I said on Twitter that Yarbrough Bueller piggyback start is going to be electric. And look, I mean, look, it's a grown man's league. You need veterans, especially in a short series. And I think that's why you would consider doing that. As great as Bobby Miller has been, the ups and downs, you throw him into the fire, especially if you're on the road, if the Dodgers drop a game at home. That's a very tough situation for a young pitcher that has some issues with the walks, with the command. So I prefer to see Walker Buehler as early as possible. Lance Lynn will see if he continues to perform well because look at his innings count. This is a guy that's been an innings leader his whole career, right? And we'll see if he performs well. But I think Clayton Kershaw, if he still continues at this pace, I don't anticipate anyone going on short rest, at least, of course, in the DS. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the NLCS. But I think that this rotation is prime with the depth that it has to have success in that series. And I think that Lance Lynn, like you said, an incredible addition, someone who before he was traded to the White Sox, I said I'd rather have Lynn over Giolito because of the prospect capital it would have required yeah. to get Giolito. It was great value to get him. You could probably possibly get him back next year, depending on how things go. But Bueller, Yarbrough, that's going to be the one to watch. Miller, we'll see also down the stretch as these innings continue to pile up, if he's still sustained, does he fade down the point. stretch? Do the wheels fall off because he is a rookie? But I think Miller time is going to love that opportunity. He told us during spring training he wanted to pitch in a World Series. I mean, you don't really get a lot of rookies that tell you that. They'll tell you, I want to make my debut, and I want to keep working hard, and things will happen. I want to be a part of the team. Yeah, yeah exactly. I want to pitch in the World Series. I said, I want to pitch in the World Series. Yeah, I want, I want to pitch. Oh, you want to pitch in the World Series? 200 likes, and Cody will run on the field Gee, during the World Series. It'll be like a no, Braves-Mets game. It's not a thing. It'll be like the Braves Mets scoring 23 runs on you. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that one hurts the most. <laughs> oh, we love uh, casually pretend bullying, Doug. But any any thoughts? If you guys have thoughts on the rotation, drop them in the comments, and Cody will read them. But, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. You do your thing, Cody. You're producing me, man. It's your show. I'm just hosting it. feel like a fool shout out to michael <laughs> beltran uh ten dollars as much as i hate analytics we know it works during the regular season i want dmac to question roberts if he plans to go with his gut more this postseason love you guys love you too michael thank you michael yeah i try to be as critical and fair with dave roberts as i possibly can be so yeah i think that <laughs> when did that get there i put that in a while back oh you gotta good. have a balance you gotta have a balance it can't nice all be now. robots it can't all be robots and analytics and numbers you have to have that gut instinct and i think that really is a difference between modern day managers that have success and ones that don't is ones that take the information use it in big spots and also ones that look i think dave roberts some of his worst moves are also the ones that weren't analytically inclined like in 2019 like what we saw in 2022 even most recently having hulu urias pitch on the road in that brave series so i do think we're going to be paying very close attention with how he used that as those bats i mean you look at their bench right now pretty much only have like two people on the bench as it stands right now but david peralta is going to be one to watch how he use ahmed rosario is going to be one to watch kike hernandez how he's going to deploy hitters in those situations yeah. the leash that he gives will they learn from what happened with tyler anderson last year where he was absolutely cruising if you have a starting pitcher 
that it's effective, you got to go deeper than five or six innings because that's not a sustainable model. That's one of the reasons why I look back at last season. Yeah, it was terrible, but I just don't think they were ever going to win if they're going to keep going five and five with yeah. their best pitcher. So you got to get six and seven at some point and take some of the tax. I mean, hey, look at this bullpen. They're performing better because you're getting quality starts. That's just kind of how it works. The more innings your starting rotation goes, the less innings that they have to pitch. So they have more left in the tank and they're able to be more effective. So there's that binary relationship there. So you want to see that continue. Yeah, they're in a really good spot. I think this is the best uh, version, the best addition of the team we've seen at any point so far this season. And that's what everybody's saying. Mookie's saying it. Freddie's saying it. Dave has said it a few times. Dave Dave Roberts went on record uh, recently. Uh, I think it was over the weekend, USA Today, telling him this is my favorite team I've ever been, uh, you know, I've ever had, I've ever managed in his time. And it, Shots fired, JT. This is, a guy, this is a guy that's managed three World Series teams, one winner, been to the postseason every single year of his postseason career. Uh, or of his managerial career, and if this is the best team and everybody's kind of saying it, I don't think they're blowing smoke up our, our asses. I think we're seeing the legitimacy of this is a fun team. It's a different, and it goes back to that, that um, uh, I guess, needed change in you know the clubhouse chemistry and losing some guys that you know, maybe uh, maybe just needed a different voice, you know? Nothing against uh, JT or whatever. Maybe he just needed a, a, a change. Change is good. Change is inevitable, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Dave Roberts, I think that – I just want to throw this out there. If Dave Roberts wins his division, which he is, there's over a 98% chance they will. This division's over. They're going to be the NOS champs oh, for ah. the 10th time in the last 11 years. Wins his division, goes on to win a World Series. Guess what? He's a Hall of Famer. He's on a Hall of Fame track. I mean, talking about two World Series titles, one that was taken away. Dave Roberts' master class season will be upon us, and the Dave Roberts haters can go Homer Simpson into the hedge for an eternity because he'll be like a superior court judge. That'll be his job for as long as he wants it right so dave roberts has had an excellent like season i think you bring up the best point in that he empowers his players he allows hayward and these guys to have a voice i mean a new guy like jason hayward to come out the season he had last year yeah. and be like you guys Seasons gonna listen to me had, yeah. you're gonna listen to my voice and everyone said yep absolutely and then same goes with freddie freeman and mookie i think that's the biggest change is the as far as the biggest shift within this within this clubhouse is it's a mookie freddie clubhouse kershaw's treat as the god Right, everyone knows that. There's just this white glow always that's mm -hmm. following him. It's like, oh, like it's at the all people times. that are following Christianity. You, you, you thank you. You, you, you pray, you pray to Kershaw, but you you go to church to hear Freddie and Mookie mm. talk there it is. about Kershaw. There preach, it is. There preach, it is. brother. There yeah. it is. Preach, brother. So oh. I think there's a great understanding and mutual respect with those guys. In can I get a Kershaw? <laughs> <laughs> even even Buddy, Brandon Buddy was like, Watson. Buddy was like, that was hard. That, that, that was a bar right there. Yeah, that Buddy was. And I said to him, ah. Uh, Every fifth day, Clayton Kershaw will be there. Unless it's the middle of the season, then he'll probably be on the I.L. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. We are really off the rails today, guys. It's an off day. We're having fun. Hope you guys are having fun, too. If you are, mash that thumbs up button. Try to get a 400. Sub subscribe if you're here or if you haven't already. We know there's a, a lot of people that watch us. We just pop up in the recommended, which thank you, YouTube, I guess. Shout but out. if you want to help us with the uh, or if you want to help yourself with the uh, YouTube algorithms and see all the cool stuff Doug, Doug drops, he talked. Uh, you, got, you got stuff from Fernando uh, Valenzuela for Fernando Weekend, Fernando Mania Weekend. You just talked to uh, Daniel Kim about the new signing uh, of, uh, what's his name again? I keep forgetting. Hyun Suk Jong. There it is, that guy. The, uh, the guy out of Korea. Nice. Which is, by the way, he was going to be the number one draft pick in Korea. The KBO lost out on a big name. The Dodgers got a big, uh, a big addition uh, to the 
to the farm system there. But yeah, you know, hit that thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you could win a Mookie Betts jersey that we're giving away. DodgersNation.com slash authentic uh, um, giveaways. That's the one. That's the one. Go the there. best one that money can buy. I mean, it is. I looked it up. You can guarantee it. Finally, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about. And sorry, it's an extended show, but it's an off day. You know, YOLO as uh, says in somebody's Bible. Dodgers have won uh, eight in a row. They've won, what is it, uh, math, 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 nine or 10 of, of 11, whatever the hell the numbers are. Um, they're also beating bad teams. And that's something we've seen a little bit of narrative starting to grow. They're beating really bad teams. You beat the A's, you beat uh, the Rockies, swept the Rockies, well, I mean, swept both, uh, throw in the Padres as bad teams where they really should have swept that series. Um, Schedule is getting a little bit tougher coming up. It, just, uh, I guess, riff a little bit on the idea of the bad, the bad teams. Like, do you think the pitching staff has looked better, or has gotten better because it has been facing, say, not the cream of the crop? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, you look at their opponents, it's like the first level bosses in a video game. The Gabby Jays of the world, if you ever played Super Punch Out, right? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. easiest. Glass Joe. It's glass glass Joe. Joe. Okay, right. you go that back, respect, respect. Well, that was the Nintendo do, do, version, do, do. but yeah. So, do, love you some Super Punch Out, but you look at the bosses they're going to be facing now, the competition gets better. You got three at home versus the Brewers. Corbin Burns, who. Would love to see him in Dodger Blue one of these days. He's back to pitching like an ace. <laughs> Three at home against the Marlins, who are so much better this year. They're a team that's right there. They're going to be in the postseason. You got three on the they, road against Cleveland. They added players at the trade. They were buyers. Though. Give them a lot of credit. But you love to see that. Three on the road against Boston. Then three at home against the D-backs. And then you start that series against the Braves. So, yeah, some tougher competition. I think this stretch, if you take care of business and you're – Couple you couple of games over five hundred in this stretch, you're feeling good about that, and then you're really going to run away with this division. I mean, right now the Dodgers sixteen point two chance to win the World Series, ninety eight point four percent chance to win the division. As long as they stay steady here, you take two out of three, you win series, you're going to be just fine because the depth from a pitching standpoint is in a good place offensively. They have taken a little bit of a step back. That's something that you look at this rotation; it has fortified itself. They're carrying. They're really carrying the offense that carried them yeah. all season long. So to see that offense get back to where they were, I mean, you look at the last week. Peralta had the big hit. Muncie he hits a home run and gets the walk that puts him on top. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have a lot of explosive performances offensively. They're going to need to get that back on track to really have a lot of success during this stretch. Yes, I was listening. Yeah, I mean, I just think... <laughs> my bad. I picked up my phone at the bad time. No, uh, um... I think we're going to learn something over this this next stretch of uh, or the finish off the homestand and then you know getting on the road. I'm I'm very interested in seeing this team play uh, teams in contention, teams that actually have some ace level pitching. Uh, I guess you can kind of say uh, they had that against the Padres, but you know they did they got to Snell, so you feel good about that. They got to um, uh, well, I guess they didn't have Musgrove. They got to Darvish. Uh, I guess they didn't get the Darvish either. They got to the bullpen, but I want to see that. You got to see them uh, get to aces, and that's what's really that's how you're going to win in, in postseason. You got to get to the the best of the best pitchers, and uh, that's where we see the offense kind of not do as well in the postseason. I know uh, you dropped the video. This guy did an interview with uh, Dodgers third base coach Dino Ebel over the weekend, uh, and Dino was talking about how he doesn't think. That's going to be as big of a problem this postseason. He thinks this is a better built team to 
I guess we'll stay stay in stay in postseason games and have a better offensive uh, output. Yeah, no, I asked him. I said, "Is this team better equipped to have success this October than last October?" Where we saw it was a nightmare. They were over twenty in one stretch with runners in scoring position. They were five for thirty-four against the Padres. It was a nightmare, right? Mm -hmm. This year, though, we said that look. They have the ability to get that big hit. You just have this knack. Sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes teams are just special. It's tough to put your finger on the quality, but he can feel it with this team. The addition of David Peralta. You got Kike back. You have Ahmed Rosario, who's been fantastic with this team. I think there's guys that bring different clubs out of their bags than we saw last year. You have more of a two-strike approach. You're not always swinging for the fences. And I look back at last week, one thing I really liked, they won three games where they didn't hit a home run. <laughs> Okay, and heading into that week, there were four and 19 in games where they didn't hit a long ball. So that definitely, to me, paints a picture of a team that's more dynamic offensively. I think that that was a point of emphasis in the offseason. How do you put together better at-bats against better pitching like you just mentioned? But yeah, we are going to be paying close attention to the competition mm -hmm. in this stretch. Was the last week a fluke where they go 7-0? I mean, you're on an eight-game winning streak. You've won 12 of your last 13 games. But I think this team, they benefit from playing better competition because it's always this thing every summer. The Dodgers get on a roll and just like, you blink and it's like, you almost, it's a blur. It's like, oh, there's yeah. a 10-game winning streak, a 13-game winning yeah. streak, 111 wins, and all of a sudden, boom, we're out of the yeah. postseason after winning one game. I think getting tested and having these guys just still have stuff to prove. I mean, you look at James Altman, best OPS in the National League since the All-Star break. Yeah. He's changed his approach. He's not swinging for the fences. Can he continue his success? So there's still a lot to prove for this Dodger team, still a lot for them to work on, and I think playing tougher competition will benefit them. Yeah, there's a lot of different pieces, a lot of different... Uh, each player has different clubs, and each player brings something different to uh to the attack we saw last year's you know offensive approach or offensive uh, the lineup was too top heavy ron say told you that in, in the offseason check it out we also have that interview with ron say on our youtube channel shout out to the um, penguin and and you know he was pretty point blank about it it's like you can't have that many 200 hitters in your lineup and the dodgers with cody bellinger with um I, I forget so much of that team now. They had Chris enough. Taylor they had enough slugging. problems yeah. in that. What the hell in that lineup? Um, and you know, it it bit him in the ass when it came to playing the uh, the Padres. So let's get a few more comments, and then we'll get the heck out of here. Thank you. Great comedic timing. <laughs> Dude, do you have a problem with me, man? You guys trying to fight? You guys beefing? Read the comments. Hey, hit that thumbs Whoa. up if you guys want to see. We give, give him a little box. We give him a little box and look at him. So he's like, whoosh. Jeez. Think about that. At yeah, some point, he's no going to put him and stuff in the big box and us in the little box. Watch. You're, why, you better not do that. He's leaving because he's upset. You upset. Why are you up so upset? I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you mad? They came here for you. They didn't come here for I me. Think you might. Okay, anyways. Moving on. <laughs> so we got some comments. So we got... Uh, Sarah Morris, I think the offense will be fine the offseason. I love that he literally just told Cody, read the comments. We have some comments. But I'm worried about the pitching. Well, I didn't hear anything. But uh, you got anything, Cody? No. Go ahead, read the comments. Outman, rookie of the year. That's from Slick96. I will say he's at a 2.2 B war. Could get to three. Right I'm just, I'm a, yeah, no, he's, uh, I mean, he's not going to be... He's not going to be your, your player of the, the year or rookie of the year, but he's been pretty dang good. So important. He's French. here to stay, man. We talked about last show. Could not be more thrilled with James Outman. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Cody. Guys, yeah, uh, Cody. Let Cody do his job. Let's uh, go. I'm there ready. are a lot of people saying uh, CJ stinks. Uh, Dodgers were playing down to their competition all year. About time they crushed the lesser teams. 
Uh, Nando390 says, G Little mm. has been trash. Uh, D Mac Corbin Burns is not that good. Oh, he's messing with your boy. I mean, he's not he's not Cy Young Corbin like he was, what, he, two years ago? Last year? Who won Cy? It was not him. Uh, last year. Apparently, Freddie hates the Braves. Eh. Eh, I don't think so. Jesse Medina said, playing sorry teams right now. Big 64. If the Dodgers win the World Series, it'll be because of their offense. We don't have the pitching. Um, and yes, somebody I, somebody did say rookie of the rookie of the year uh, for James Altman. Sonny oh says boy. Roberts and Friedman need some more credit. And while we're at it, dance, Doug. Damn, Doug. Doug, you're, trust me, you're gonna want to dance for this one, Doug. Come on, man. Shout out to Water Champ four ninety nine says D Mac is the mayor of Dodger Town. The mayor of Dodger Town, a mayor. Shout McDug? out to all the citizens of Dodger Town. I am the mayor, and uh, you guys so are how, all. How great can you be city. the mayor of Dodger Town and be the king of L A. Yeah, all at the same I'm time? I'm a busy guy. I wear a lot of hats. Mainly Dodger hats. And we've never seen you and Will Smith in the same room. That's true. That's he true. Is, he is an all star catcher, uh, a loving father. Um, that's everything, Doug. Is. My business on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we appreciate you guys out in the stream. If you haven't subscribed, definitely do so. And Dodger Town is going to be celebrating a World Series at the end of the year, and I can't wait for it. I'm definitely excited about that. So if hey, if the King of LA says it, you you guys could book it, put it in your calendars. You're, you guys are uh, we're we're dancing at City Hall. Yeah, if you oh, hear it from oh, yeah. T Mac, it can't be whack. There it is. Uh, this guy bringing his facts to the fight or something like that. Something like Guys, that. Guys, we're giving away. If, if through all of this uh, tomfoolery, you still want to subscribe, we're giving away a uh, Mookie Betts jersey to one lucky subscriber once we hit, uh, hit 70,000. So old and new subscribers, everybody's invo involved in the running. Uh, we will announce it live on the air. We'll might even do the thing live, like with the randomizer, but uh, it's going to pick you from the thing. Like we have no say in it. It's all the robot. Believe the robot. It won't be AI. I don't believe in that guy, but, um, you know, give us one more like we're one like away from 200, apparently, according to Noah. So match that, uh, Oh, we got We're 200. At 200. Oh. Ha, give him a shout out to Austin Barnes batting average on a, a oh, career year. Okay. You head. With all of that, find us on the internet, DodgersNation.com, InsideTheDodgers.com. It's the best way to keep up with all of your Dodgers uh, news and rumors and other things involving the team. Uh, we, we, we do that. We do that a lot. So, so we got that going on. We're also a podcast. All of our stuff, most of our stuff that is put up on the YouTube channel is also in your ear holes on all the podcast platforms. So go check it out. Cody is the one who tediously maintains that beautiful property or something like go that check out, uh, go check it out and again we talked about subscribing follow me i'm real frg on twitter and instagram that guy is at dmac underscore la on twitter on instagram follow cody home or on twitter kxdy lou wait i forget do you have an underscore why do i keep forgetting your thing no i don't think i do actually actually uh, i don't even know kxdyluu it's like one of those passwords that they give you. It's like, do you want the strong password? It's good to have Twitter. Go follow Noah. Oh, by the way, I won't be here. One. I won't be here Thursday. Was Noah is going to be co-hosting with Doug. Damn. So follow him on Instagram for the camping stories, that. though. No. Okay. No, Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my bring us home Instagram <laughs> private. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the comments. Thank you so so dang much for the super chats. We really appreciated the. the 
You guys mean the world to us, I promise you. Uh, we will see you. I'll see you on Monday. They'll see you on Thursday. Subscribe. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.